welcome, welcome back to She Can Talk, the podcast. I am your host, Colleen, a.k.a. Gongali. If you're looking for that music on Instagram, if you are looking for the food, what we're cooking, what we're tossing it up, you can go over to Colleen Eat Wings, also on Instagram. If you want to find out where we will be rocking, if you want to book us for shows, if you want to submit music for consideration to the label, you can go over to DOE underscore records on Instagram or just go on over to the website, doerecords.com. We also have a new Instagram for this podcast, She Can Talk Podcast. Hey, that's also on Instagram. But if you go over to the website, DOE Records, you can just follow all the links there as well. Or if you just want to sit down and listen to me and we can talk and vibe out, you can follow me on all streaming platforms wherever podcasts are available like Deezer, Apple, Spotify, um, Sheesh, iHeartRadio. I'm there. She can talk podcast, but I'm here with you guys today. Hey, so, um, yeah, this week I opted for something different. I opted instead of doing the midweek episode where I talk about, you know, food and whatever, whatever, this is going to be a very, probably a little bit longer than anticipated because I have a couple of topics I want to talk about because I haven't seen you guys in a minute, but it is also Juneteenth. And I wanted to uh, celebrate and do a Juneteenth episode. Why not? You know, it's been officially recognized as a holiday. So I think that's um, good. Like, so let me tell you, right? I just realized that Martin Luther King holiday did not come into fruition until 1983. Now, some people might be like, that's a long time ago. But um, for us in modern day times, is 83 really that long ago, right? And it, it took that long for him to be recognized and get a national holiday. And it also took longer for people to recognize it as a paid holiday or an official holiday in the books years later. Cause I really feel like in the um, early two thousands jobs I worked at, I feel like they didn't acknowledge Martin Luther King day, but I feel like now they acknowledge Martin Luther King day. So, you know, that was, I, you know, you know, I say fun fact, you always learn something every day. And I just literally learned, I was today years old, when I learned that it just passed in 1983 for Martin Luther King Day as a national holiday. Very interesting. And I think that comes, you know, into play because they just passed Juneteenth as a national holiday, which, hey, that was before Martin Luther King was even born. And that was something to acknowledge, A, the righting of a wrong. Like, hey, you had people enslaved for years in this country. And, you know, and I'm going to talk about that. And, you know, I'm going to give you my opinion on some things, but, um, yeah, it took, you know, this long from 1866 to 2021 to acknowledge that, Hey, yeah, we did enslave people and we also free them and didn't tell them in a timely manner, but um, we're going to recognize that we're going to recognize the fact that we, although we freed you, we still didn't tell you in a timely manner, got a free year of labor out of you, then freed you officially. So yeah, Hey, you guys get your holiday, but that's my opinion. I digress. Um, yeah. So, Really, what I wanted to go through is um, I want to read you uh, the Wikipedia version of the Juneteenth. Then I'm going to also share with you what I recently saw on YouTube with Judge Joe Brown. Someone interviewed him and he uh, they asked him, hey, Juneteenth holiday is coming up. Are you celebrating it? Will you be celebrating it? And if so, how will you be celebrating it? Right. So I want to discuss his opinions on you know, when they ask him that question. But before we do that, I just want to read to you really, really quickly, just a little, just like how, you know how they say, you know, I don't want to say it like that, but you know how they say sometimes the truth is in the words, right? They'll just put it in the words and you just got to read it, right? So for example, on Wikipedia, and I'm not saying Wikipedia's end all be all because like, let's face it, they can't even, in some instances, in some certain situations, you can't even use Wikipedia as proof of fact because they know that that's something that always gets altered. You as a person can go up there and say, hey, look, I have an opinion about someone. I'm going to alter the history on it. And boom, Wikipedia is altered. But um, anyway, so this says right here, on Wikipedia, and you can guys can Google it yourself for whatever, but it says um, Juneteenth. Juneteenth officially 
known as Juneteenth National Independence Day and historically known as Jubilee Day, Black Independence Day, and Emancipation Day is a federal holiday in the United States celebrating the emancipation of African Americans who have been enslaved. Originating in Galveston, Texas in 1866, it has been celebrated annually on June 19th throughout the United States and it has become recognized as a federal holiday on June 17th of 2021 when President Joe Biden signed the Juneteenth National Independence Day Act into law. It is commemorated on the anniversary date of June 19th, 1865, the announcement when the announcement was of the General Order Number 3 by Union Army General Gordon Granger proclaimed freedom for slaves in Texas. If y'all hear like a little buzzing noise, I live in an area where they do a lot of I don't know what you want to say, parachuting and skydiving. And it's a really clear day out here in Florida today. So there's a lot of skydiving going on. So if you hear that, yeah, whatever. But anyway, back to what I was saying. Um, Yeah, so Juneteenth was officially recognized as freedom for slaves on June 19th of 1865. But do you notice at the very beginning of this whole paragraph that I read to you, it said, originating in Galveston, Texas in 1866, it has been celebrated annually on June 19th throughout the United States. So the biggest, biggest, um, piece of proof is in those two statements that I just read, those two sentences. So Slaves were announced free in 1865 on June 19th, but it wasn't until an exact year later that they actually acknowledged and told the slaves or advised them, hey guys, you're free to do whatever you want to do and you don't have to be here anymore. So it took them a whole year of free labor which is what I was saying at the beginning of this. <laughs> they said, we're going to get our money's worth before. We're going to work you to the bone before, you know, we let you know you're free. And then I just think about, you know, me as a, a human with compassion. I think about, imagine the people that died during that time frame, during that year from 1865 to 1866, that died under the impression that they were slaves, when in fact they were free men and women. That's crazy. You know, that's crazy. So anyway, um, that brings me to what Judge Joe Brown said in his interview recently. He was like, when the black military soldiers went out there as soon as they, you know, heard the word in 1865 that the slaves were free, they went to the slaves on different plantations to spread the word and help them get out of there, help them, you know, start a new life, help them leave their dire situations and they were turned away not by some of the slave masters some were I'm pretty sure you know a lot were turned away by the slaves masters because you're taking away my work and my labor my free labor and then they said some were turned away directly by slaves who did not believe anything that another black man would tell them which I see that a lot in today's society too. But um, yeah, so they turned them away in 1865 and continued to work and continue to give their free labor for another year to their respective slave owners and slave masters, whatever you want to call them, until a year later when white military soldiers came and said, what are you guys doing? Y'all been free for like a year. The whole country is free. What are y'all doing here? And they was like, we free? So you mean to tell us the, the them, them black soldiers that came last year was telling the truth? It was like, yeah, those, yeah, we sent them here to tell you that. And then it became free. So he said, I, so Joe, Judge Joe Brown said, I'm not going to celebrate that because once again, it's a holiday given, you know, props to like a quote unquote white savior for saving them. Whereas once again, we refuse to trust ourselves, trust our own and move forward together as a people in unity. So even down to the freedom and being advised of their freedom, they were divided and they would rather stay and work for the, you know, in slavery versus believe 
what another black man was telling them. So I thought that was deep. I thought that was so deep on so many different levels. And I was like, huh. Now, am I a big Juneteenth celebrator? No. Have I celebrated Juneteenth last year? Yes. Will I celebrate it this year? Yes. Because to me, I think just like with anything and with time and evolution, the meaning changes, you know, the, the, the purpose of it changes. And especially after the year we had in 2020, which I guys, every episode, since I started this podcast, I refer back to this is probably gonna be like 10 years from now. And I'm going to be like, when I started this podcast in 2020, I was scarred. You already know. So, um, yeah, I just think like with the year we had, every opportunity to celebrate life, we should do it. That's how I feel. So, yeah, me and my family, we will be celebrating Juneteenth this weekend. We are black. I did get, you know, I was able to be blessed with a job that blessed me with the paid holiday for it. So am I all like, oh, my God, I'm so happy. No, because I will tell you this. I've been celebrating Juneteenth in some form or fashion since the 90s. Me, personally. I became um, exposed to the history of Juneteenth in Virginia, in Portsmouth, Virginia, to be exact, because they were the only place that I knew of in the, at that time that had a Juneteenth celebration. And, you know, me just being young and like, hey, we going out to celebration. Where are we going? That's how I was able to learn about the history of Juneteenth and realize, like, wow, this is very empowering and rich. And you got to, you know, you get to be submersed in black culture, African culture, and you get to see where the lines blend. You get to see where the African culture blended into the Southern culture, into the Caribbean culture. And, um, yeah, so I enjoyed celebrating Juneteenth for many reasons. You know, as I was younger, was it a popular celebration? Was it something I was like, hey, guys, and, you know, telling everyone about it? No, but that's something that I personally did. Just like, I'm not going to say that I'm a heavy Kwanzaa, celebra- you know, celebrator or celebrator, but I have celebrated Kwanzaa. And I feel like just as the older I become and the more proud I am of being black, um, being Jamaican, and just being the black woman that I am. You know, I am going to, you know, take more effort to celebrate all black culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm on that Easter race shit. I'm rooting for everyone who's black. You know what I'm saying? Now, does that mean I'm racist? No. Does it mean that I'm not supportive of my friends that are not black? No, I love my friends that are not black. And I will support any one of you, race, creed, shape, color, form, fashion, sexual preference, whatever, to the fullest, as long as you guys are leading with love, because I'm leading with love, and I want us to meet in the middle with love, you know what I'm saying, so, but, um, I feel like, just like, there's proud Irish, there's proud Spanish, there's proud, not Spanish, but Hispanics, there's proud Latinas, Latinos, there's proud, um, Caribbean people, which I'm one of those, I feel like I, I have a double, because I'm a black woman in America that's also Jamaican, so I have triple heritage on me, and triple culture, and I'm going to do my part to acknowledge and celebrate it all, for example, I started to cook more Caribbean food, not only Jamaican food, but I can cook Peruvian food. I can cook Haitian food. I can cook, um, sheesh, you know, like Spanish food, like whatever you want. Like, you know what I'm saying? Culture, because I'm all about enriching culture and, you know, having the ability to pass that on to my kids. I want to pass on the fish sticks and Big Mac culture. I want to pass on culture and good food and good living and stuff like that to my children, you know, and to my generations to come. So if you ask me, that's my opinion. I will be celebrating Juneteenth, but, um, I just want you to know and recognize other than it just being a paid holiday off for us, what it entails to be celebrating this holiday. You know, it's a bittersweet one. If you ask me, because it celebrates freedom of slavery but it also celebrates the freedom of, you know, the righting of a wrong because that was wrong. The whole shit of slavery is wrong. Let's face it. And then celebrating is also like a twisted celebration of, hey, we still got one more year out of them before we actually let them know they were free. I don't know. But um, either way, that's my opinions. You know, you don't have to agree. We don't have to disagree. I'm not going to say argue with you about it. I just want to kind of go into that with you all. And, um, yeah, so I will tell you this, I'm going to, um, move on from that political, deep, historical, controversial side of Juneteenth. And I'm going to move into the fun side of Juneteenth. What will we be cooking? What will we be doing? So I have been obsessed as you probably know, I'm always obsessed with food on the internet. I'm always obsessed with making YouTube, um, recipes, um, trying different cultured recipes. Like I just recently did, um, a Korean barbecue, like authentic style with the, um, noodles with the peanut sauce, 
amazing, crazy amazing. So, so I went ahead and recreated a few of those, but, um, it doesn't stop. Right. So I've been watching a lot of stuff on social media with food related. Cause I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm in the mood of trying different things. Like, I feel like every time we bar, we, we fire up the grill, it's like the same stuff, steaks, chicken. So I recently did grill some crab legs, which was amazing. I think I found the way I like crab legs cause I'm not really a seafood type of person, but we grilled them and put some like ghee with some minced garlic and a little bit of butter mixed up together. And just like, was like slathering it up and down while it grilled out. Best thing ever. Juiciest crab meat ever flavorful. But I'm um, so like I'm saying, I'm trying different things, right? Um, so I said, I'm going to smoke some turkey legs because, Hey, I'm still having, I haven't traveled outside of the state of Florida as of yet since the pandemic. I know a lot of you guys have been traveling out the States in and out and I commend you and I'm venturing out like, Hey, sue me. I recently went to the beach. We recently, you know, started venturing back out into just socializing, but, um, it's just, you know, some people are faster than the others with the, with the snapback. And I'm still a little leery because I'm still seeing people dying from COVID. I'm still seeing people getting sick. So I'm torn, but that's me personally. I'm seeing people getting the vaccination, then getting sick. So I'm extra torn, but I digress. You know, I'm not here to talk about that either. What I am here to say is I see a lot of people venturing venture into Houston to the Turkey leg hut. And ultimately when everything is back to normal and I'm throwing up the air quote signs, but when everything is just safe to a point of, you know, our comfort levels are there that we're willing to travel. Colossal and I do have it on our bucket list to go to the Turkey leg hut in Houston and try it out. But I'm going to bring the Turkey leg hut to Tampa this weekend and we're going to smoke some turkeys and well, turkey legs, I should say. And I'm going to do like a seafood mac with it. So wish me luck. And either way, good or not, I'll have my review and some pictures on it on Clean Eat Wings. So guys, check that out. I'm pretty sure by Monday, Tuesday, it'll be up there. Trust me. I even picked up some lobsters that I, um. It's so crazy. I'll be going ham. So I got some like fresh from the seafood market, nice shrimp and some lobsters. So I think I might try to recreate that crab leg situation on the grill using lobsters and shrimp. So we'll see. We'll see. So that's what I'm going to do for my Juneteenth celebration. I know it's not quite like the soul food menu that, you know, you expect people to have like fried chicken, mac and cheese, collard greens, blah, 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 blah. But, um, and trust me, I would love to have it. I would, if I could eat that all day long, every day I would. But for, you know, health reasons is not good. So I want to try different things and I want to try um, this. And then Colossal and myself, we're both not seafood people like that. So I'm also trying to find different ways to add like a fish alternative, a seafood alternative to our diet, you know, because we'll go extremely from meat to no meat, like no in between. Like we'll do like, you know, steak, tomahawk steaks, or we're going to do plant-based lasagna, plant-based spaghetti, plant-based, you know, everything. So we go from one to the other, but we try to find a happy medium, you know? So that's what I always try to do when I like just do research on food and cooking and I love to cook. So that's what I wanted to do there. And that's what we will be doing. Now I probably will have like some cranberry ginger ale to reflect the whole red soda thing. But, um, because cranberry ginger ale is actually healthiest ginger ale versus like high fructose red soda pop red dye number 72 or some shit in it so that's where i'll be heading for my juneteenth and i do hope that you all have a great juneteenth if you choose to celebrate it and if you choose to cook if you choose to um you know um go ahead and eat out tag me in it if you're going to cook for Juneteenth, if you're going to eat out, if you're going to like barbecue, tag me in it. Tag Clean Eat Wings. That's my foodie page. I don't care. You know, honestly, you can tag anything. You can tag She Can Talk, the podcast page, but preferably the Clean Eat Wings page. Because if I get tagged in food stuff, I love it. And then, you know, some of the best ones or some of the, my bucket list ones, I save them or I repost them for later. So, yeah, you know, I'm very interactive with the food on Clean Eat Wings. So if you guys are cooking, grilling, roasting, baking, shaking, moving and making for the Juneteenth weekend. Um, share it with me. I want to see some of it and I want to see how you guys are getting along for the Juneteenth. Hey, my A made me think of P Valley. So, you know, I will not 
not ever give credit to where I get that from. You know, I love P-Valley with Uncle Clifford, Miss Mississippi, and Mercedes, and the whole clan over there, DJ Never Scared. You know, I act like they're my homies in the club and shit. Like, but um, Mississippi, when she was always doing her social media stuff, she'd be like, hey, so I just, it stuck. So that's what we do now. But anyway, um, that was a nice transition. I didn't even mean to do that on purpose. But that was a nice transition into what I'm going to talk about now, which is um, this movie that I recently seen on Amazon Prime called Secret Society. Honey. Honey. When I say this movie was so good, but not good... Um, because it was a black movie or it was good because it held my attention from the beginning to end. It was not what I thought it was, even though I kind of had an ideal cause that's how I am. I'm good with stuff like this. I kind of had an ideal. I said, yo, it would be far fetched, but it wouldn't surprise me if this is what it is. And it was what it was. So good. I'm gonna give you a brief review. I'm not going to go too deep in it because I, you know, I don't want to like people legit call me spoiler alert. Like if you know me and you know, we talk about stuff, they'd be like, do not get Colleen started. You know, she is the original spoiler alert. She's going to tell you the whole movie in one sitting. You won't even have to watch it by the time you're done. So I, I will try my best not to do that because I would like for the director of the movie to get her flowers, the writer. Um, I'm going to tell you her name right now. Cause I actually just pulled her up on Instagram and was like stalking everything real quick because that's how I am. I told you about my rabbit hole scenarios, right? Where if I find something that's interesting to me, I'll go down the rabbit hole. And then once I'm down the rabbit hole, it's a wrap, you know, I, I, I'm there. So this movie is called Secret Society. And it's about, well, before I go into that, I know the director Okay, boom, here we go. Secret Society, and on Instagram, if you want to check it out, it's called Secret Society Movie on Instagram. And um, Jamal Hill is one of the directors, as well as Mayasha. And I'm going to tell you her last name. I hate to be like this. Oh, my God, I'm looking at everything, and I don't see it. Okay, because you know, guys, I'm always unprepared. But on her um, Instagram, it's Mayasha Official. And I know the other director is Jamal Hill. And his Instagram is Jamal Hill. The movie is called Secret Society Movie on Instagram. It's on Amazon Prime. These people are not paying me for this. It's a really good movie. What I like about it is um, independent movie. Independent black movie. I told you, I root for all things black. All things black, right? So, good ass movie, yo. Good ass movie. How did I find out about it? Let me go back to the beginning now. So, I'm kind of wrapped up in um, a lot of like what I would call research these days. You know, you got to do your research. You got to time. Sometimes you got to step back, do a little research, get it right, and move forward, right? So, I'm in a couple of groups on um, Facebook discussion groups. I told you I'm in um, Girls Who Manifest. We manifest positive energy for each other, radiate love and, and just spiritual connectivity across the globe. And I love that site, right? Uh, I mean, that group that I'm in. I have another group that is called the Lovecraft Discussions, right? And um, that group originated because, as you know, if, you, if you've been a listener to She Can Talk, the podcast from the beginning, you would know about my obsession with the show Lovecraft Country, which I'm just, I gave up the addiction. I don't feel like they'll do a season two. If they do, that would be awesome, and that would blow my mind away. But um, season one blew me away to the point that I, anyone who has time, to sit down and watch it, I highly recommend that. It's so good, right? So we started this, I, well, I'm, I didn't start the group. I was invited to this group on Facebook from ever since we were watching Lovecraft. And um, now it, it evolved because Lovecraft is no more. It evolved into like recommending other shows and recommending other movies and things. Um, and in particular movies, uh, but not all of them are. So I can't say all of the movies are of people of color because... Um, it was one. It was a one series, a limited series on HBO with Nicole Kidman. That was pretty good. I also did a review on that one. We discussed it in that group as well. So it's not just like, hey, you have to be a black show in order for us to watch it, but it has to be good. Period. In order for us to watch and discuss. So, someone put up a meme, which it was a joke or whatever in the group, but it kind of threw me off because I had to read it twice. And it said, um, "Guys are so weird. They'll meet a girl in Atlanta and then go see him every weekend." And I was like, what? So it was like, yeah, you had to read it twice, didn't you? So I was like, let me read it again. So it was like, guys are so weird. 
he would meet a girl in Atlanta and would go see him every weekend. And I was like, oh, so they're trying to say that the girl is, you know, like a transgendered woman versus a regular girl. I got it. So I thought the joke was funny, but I was like, you know, that's weird for this um this this group because this group is more like a discussion group for movies and art, you know, culture of visual culture, I should say. So I looked at the comments. So I guess I must have missed a previous post where they were talking about um just different movies that kind of like you know came into play and then that post came into play so in the comments they was like yo if none of you have seen it you please go see see secret society on amazon prime now and the person who recommended the group i won't say their name just for privacy reasons but um they tend to really have some good recommendations for shows and stuff so i was like uh something to do you know i have a morning free let me see, you know, sit down and watch it real quick. So I did. I watched um, Secret Society. Blew me away. Blew me away. Not for the obvious reasons. So I think one of the um, obvious reasons to get it out the way, it is it is an LGBTQ movie. So it definitely is. I would not say it's not. But um, honey, when I say this movie was so fucking lit, the soundtrack was lit, everything, the outfits, the the scenery, like what they had going on was so lit that you, as, as the time go on, you kind of forget that they were, um, you know, transgender women. And you just start, start rooting for these two characters. Like, yo, Celestina, oh my God, these bitches is goals. You know what I'm saying? And you start thinking about it. But then as I watched the movie, I was like, is this true? It, it just like, was such an authentic movie to the point that it made me feel like, I don't know if the, if the writers lived this or what, but it seemed really true, like the the energy behind the actual film. So it's about these two friends that um are gay. They started out as gay boys that evolved as time went on. Well, yeah, gay little boys evolved and went on to becoming beautiful transgendered women. Like you couldn't even tell that they were women. I mean, that they were men at any point in their life. Type beautiful, right? So. And it just started making me think because, like, I watch Legendary. I love Legendary. I watch, um, you know, P-Valley. I love P-Valley. You know what I'm saying? So stuff like that. And I was just like, wow, this is an interesting, you know, like, addition to the culture, I should say, was Secret Society. But um, the part of it, of the movie, you know, and that's why I kind of was able to just give that up real quick. Like, it's not really the plot twist of the movie, that they were two transgender women. The plot twist of the movie to me is their love interest and the wide variety of men that fell at their feet and would be willing to do anything for them. It was men in the movie that were dropping down payments on cars, boats, homes for these transgendered women. Whereas regular women with vaginas give up vagina for less and these women gave up in some scenarios nothing but aesthetics and attitude (laughs) it's crazy so um I don't know it was was very eye-opening to me because like you know the reason why I say like for example aesthetics I feel like you know they were beautiful they're beautiful women and men like beauty men like things to look a certain way and you could see that even after a while the men were like you know she she's hitting all the buttons on the right field for me she she's a woman and they went in now am I saying that they're not women no am I saying that they're wrong for doing that no that's not for me to have that opinion you know everyone's life is theirs to live and everyone's you know free to love whoever they love there's women right now on youtube that is still angry over white men dating excuse me black men dating white women like in this day and age that's been going on since um shit the dawn of time you know what i'm saying but they're still mad about that but to add more to that you know it's another competition out there that i don't think a lot of women are ready for and i think that's what this movie secret society taught me like you know I thank God that I'm, you know, at this point in my life, I'm not in the dating field. So I removed myself from it, but I'm still observant of things. I'm still a woman. I'm still human. Right. But I was like, damn, I remember, you know, 20 years ago, you were competing with bad bitches that, you know, look like models and, or you were the bad bitch that looked like a model and bitches hated you. Like either way, you know what I'm saying? It was women, 
Now it's like, if she's extremely pretty, she might not be full woman or might not be born as. And that's what I've been noticing lately. I've been noticing like some of the most gorgeous women on, you know, social media, on the internet are not really women, or I should say not really born as women. So that's quite interesting that this movie touched on that so well. Like it um, showed you like the different scenarios they would have to go through to like, you know, because men are still sexual beings regardless. And they um got a pretty woman on their arm. What do you think they want to do next? They're going to want to have sex. They're going to want to procreate or not procreate sport fish, you know, either way. So, um, you seen like the different ways they had to handle saying no to sex, you know? And that was interesting to see because, you know, a lot of people, especially us from the non LGBTQ world, you know, and I'm not saying me. And I think like that, cause I have a lot of you know, friends in the LGBT community. I love them. I support them. And I always tell them every day, like, let me know how I can support you because I don't want to say the wrong thing that's going to offend anyone or do the wrong thing that will come off offensive, you know? But um, I think, like, this kind of helped me see that, no, not, you know, they're not even really trying to, like, quote-unquote, trick a guy every time or try to, quote-unquote, trick a guy into sex, you know, just to prove like, oh, I seduced him. It's not about that, you know, within their community as well. Now, just like with the heterosexual community, you know, is in the homosexual community where you have people that want to trick and do conniving shit and rob motherfuckers and, you know, break hearts and just do, you know, cheating and not be true to themselves or to anyone involved with them. That goes without say throughout society, regardless if you're gay, straight, black, white, whatever. But, um, it was good to, not good. I don't know if that's a good word because it was a sad movie, but it was refreshing to see that, um, they were still ladies, you know, like they still, you know, respected themselves, respected their bodies. They weren't really trying to just be, you know, having casual sex and, and also not, and they weren't really trying to exploit the men sexually now you now let me tell you one thing i did get my opinion just watching the movie my perception is i did get the fact that they were like because it was a point in the movie where one of the um actresses or one of the transgendered women said you know here it goes my mother told me that i could not nothing good would come out of me living life as a girl and look at me now and the other one said girl you know pussy get more things than dick any day stop playing right and I was like, wow, like, so is that a thought? Like, is that why they, you know, like why, you know, um, transgendered women may go so hard at times, like, because they feel like, you know, if you have a pussy, you're going to get more than you do if you have a dick. I don't know. I just thought that was an interesting line in the movie. So anyone out there transgendered or not, like hit me up, let me know, because I am not trying to, I am curious and as far as trying to understand, right? So if you're out there can clarify it for me, I am open for the dialogue. If you, if you want to like say, Hey, let's have this dialogue on your episode, Colleen, I'm with it. Like hit me up, hit me up. You know, she can talk the podcast, Goggly MC, Colleen Eat Wings, wherever you find me, hit me up so we can talk about it. Right. But I thought to myself as I was watching that, like, that's not true because I know some chicks, some of the baddest chicks that were born women, you know what I'm saying? And um, myself included that we didn't, you know, I don't know. Now, I know some, it's like a job, like, you know, to deal with the baller dude, to deal with, um, you know, a man of a certain caliber, it's a fucking job within itself. You know what I'm saying? You have to be a certain way, act a certain way do things a certain way. Like, let's face it. People would out here and try to tell you that's not the case, but it is the case. And I'm telling you from experience, it is the case, you know? So at the same time, it's like, they were like dealing with high end men. So, you know, I'm not going to shout out people. Cause you know, like they have a lot of people that they try to get clout and clout chased by shouting out other YouTubers or they like, or don't like, or different people with adverse opinions of their own. I'm not going to do that, but you already know, you can go and look. There's guys up there that like, you know, they, they, the topics of lately, if you go on YouTube, it's either around like, it's, it's, it's the same thing. It's like high value men versus these, you know, 
quote unquote low class women that want them or vice versa, high value women with low class men that want them, you know, like this whole thing of being valued based on the dollar, being valued based on your worth, your financial worth, you know? So, um, it's interesting to see that these girls in this movie was living such a lavish life and all of them were dealing with high end men that when you see them with women like this appropriately so on their arm you're not even going to think twice like these are two men walking down the street you're not even going to think twice like oh this is a gay couple at all because you would just see a good looking well-dressed man that looks like he has money and he looks put together and very confident with his beautiful equally confident partner or you know wife or girlfriend sexy woman on his arm and I see a lot you know and am I do I hate it no I think it's amazing I'd be like oh my god I I need to be there I want to be their friend so I could um get some beauty tips shit but um so it was interesting to see that right it was also interesting to see in the movie the compassion like they showed a compassionate side a human side I should say to um trans women um it showed me because you know it's just, it's 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 like a us versus them thing right now where you see like a lot of um you know natural born women expressing their disdain for transgendered women right and vice versa i'm seeing in some cases not all cuz i don't have a lot of transgendered friends to say hey but i've seen some cases where it's the reversal world where transgendered women are expressing their disdain towards natural born women so it's it's an interesting world that we're living in right now. So it was an interesting movie to see and to see, you know, that, hey, you know, these are women that are looking for love as well. They're looking for the man of their dreams as their type of guy. Like, you know, we all have a type, you know, and it's like it's interesting to see that they have the same hurts the same trauma, childhood trauma in some cases, the same just struggles as anyone of anyone else, you know, like any other person in the world, you know? So that was interesting to see, but, um, it, it allowed me to be compassionate and start rooting for the main characters. Yes. It was a good movie in that regard. But to me, it was like, I think if, you know, just an opinion, I would love to see like a reversal, like maybe a part two movie where it's like a guy who likes the transgendered women. Like for example, it was this one drug dealer in the movie, right? Cause one of the main characters, she's like, um, beautiful. If you see her, every outfit she wear is ridiculous. She kind of gave me Rihanna vibes. Like she looked like Rihanna to me. Like I was looking hard as hell to see like a slip up. Like, yeah, this is a man. Yep. She did it. That's a man. The other one looks like, um, Rashida from hip hop, love and hip hop but a thick version of Rashida. Both of these girls were beautiful. If you see them, it's like Rihanna and Rashida hanging out, scamming the dudes, you know, as they were saying, capping on the dudes or whatever. But, um, it was interesting to see like the, the guys loved them, loved, loved, loved them. Then in particular, you know, certain things would happen because, um, like I said, they kind of showed you that they weren't all about sex. And in some instances, with, depending on which guy it was, it wasn't all about scamming him for his money and taking money from him. Some cases, they really loved the the guy that they were dating or dealing with, and vice versa, the guy really loved them. So one case, um, she loved the dude, and I'm talking about, I don't know how they do it, because even, even in the movie, like when, they, you know, when some of the guys found out that they were men, they were like, I had sex with you. How? How did we do that? You know, like whatever, like shock. But this one drug dealer, dude, street savvy, like the biggest boy, you know, baller in the town, I guess, bought her like the ill car was like just, you know, paying the rent, like anything you could think of that a drug dealing baller would do. This dude, this character was doing it for the girl of the movie. And they were having sex. Like, they were in a relationship. Like, she had pictures up of him. Like, they were in a relationship. But it wasn't until, like, midway through the movie where, he, like, she left on a vacation, like a girl's trip with her friend. And then she came back and he was like, yo, you've been gone for a week, blah, blah, blah. You sure you was with your girlfriend? You wasn't with no other dude, blah, blah, blah. And he was, like, really into it. Like, 
you know, and so he was like, well, I'm happy you back. I'm, I've been missing you. I'm trying to, you know, get some, you know, so he's like trying to get, he moved in for like an intimate move. And she was like, no, I'm on my period. And he was like, yo, every time you're on your period or we got to do it in the dark. What's up with you? Like, really, what, what you hiding? And, um, but he kind of like, and I, I don't want to just run it down, but he ran on like a little checklist of observations that he had. Like, he basically was like, yo, what's up? You won't have to talk to me now because I'm not leaving here without getting me some because you've been gone a week. You my girl, you know, like some weird shit. I'm totally paraphrasing. That's not verbatim. So, um, she kind of was about to be in a fight or flight moment where she was like, oh shit, the dude knows I'm a man. I gotta, um, you know, kill him and get out of here. So she went to grab the knife and he was like, chill, what you doing? I already know what time it is. And that's why I'm here. Like, why are you fronting for me, man? I'm, I thought we was together. Next thing you know, lovemaking. And then they really love me, like with the lights on. And, you know, they didn't show none of that stuff, but it's give you the, uh, the um, illusion of now the transparency is there. They know what's up. And, you know, so she got close with that dude. And I was like, the irony to me was like, huh, it would be the, the most thuggest, you know, street dude. And then I'm not saying nothing about none of you guys out there that that's your life. No, no, I'm not saying that all thug dudes or every street guy is like this. No, but I'm just saying the irony of life is that she found, she found her love in two people, but her true love was that one, the, the drug dealer dude. That was like her first love where you could see it clicked for her. And she was like, yo, this is my dude. Like I'm gonna, we're going to be out and about, you know, and honestly the dude didn't care because she was a beautiful girl. Like she looked like Rihanna. So he, here he is like drug dealer around town and his, he got the baddest bitch that looked like Rihanna as his girl. So anyone that looks around and sees this, no one's going to be like, Oh, that's a dude. Cause I'm telling you, they didn't look like dudes in this movie, but they were amazing. Right. And he was like, Yo, why, why are you bugging? And the, the guy who played the drug dealer, I've seen him on, Oh, it just hit me. He's from The Wire. That's where he's from. So, yes, y'all go check that out. The thug drug dealer in this movie, The Secret Society, is from The Wire. And he was down with, I want to say, um, it, it, yeah, it had to be The Wire. Because he, I'm just, I'm, I, I kind of I kinda have, like, The Corner, The Wire, and Oz all mixed up in my head. But I feel like this dude played on a couple of those shows. He's one of those type of, you know, characters that you've seen on those shows before but um he did a good job he did a good job in this movie and um yeah like it was such a good job to the point that you felt the love between them if that made any sense right like dude was like yo I've been putting it together for months and I've been waiting for you to say it but you're not gonna say I'm gonna say it you know we together you know what I'm saying so I, I was like wow and to me that's the point when I always talk about um you know, anyone, like when people have like their, you know, indifferent opinions about inter interracial relationships or same sex relationships or just different cultures. Cause you could be man and woman, but you could be like Muslim and he could be Jewish, you know, whatever. I don't really try to form an opinion on that or try to insert like what's right or what's wrong on that because you, you just never know who you're going to love, you know, and you just never know how it's going to happen or when it's going to happen or what, what would trigger it to happen for you and your significant other, you know? So I get happy because anyone that knows me knows I'm a hopeless romantic. You know what I'm saying? I am a hopeless romantic. I stay trying to hook people up, like, based on personalities. I'm like, yo, you would be great for my friend. And nine out of the ten, the people that I hook up are married. They get married, have kids, have long-lasting lives together. I'm not saying I'm a matchmaker, but I could t I have I do a good job of seeing souls together, like seeing who belongs with who. And um it doesn't matter if you're gay, straight, black, white, whatever. I feel the same way about you know just that as well. Like so that storyline to me was um touching. It was two storyline, well, three. Because the main character, like I said, she had two love interests that were like really loved her at different points in time. It wasn't at the same time, if you want to say so. But then um, her friend, her friend's love story to me was like, 
I think the friend one, you know, like she wasn't the main character. I was like her best friend, but it, it was their stories together. But then as time went on, you can see where the friend story is like, you know, you saw her, her happy ending. So you stop is the movie stopped kind of highlighting her and kind of went on into like what Celeste was doing and what was happening with her and how her life is transpiring out because like, Hey, Tina got her happy ending, but what's, what about Celeste? How is it going to end for her type of thing? Right. But, um, Tina, because Tina was the original official, like get them, fuck niggas, get money. That was her mentality. So she was the one that was like, yo, I got these, you know, um, basketball players we're going to get. She was one at the club. Like she saw, I think it was like he was either about to be a basketball player or he was a basketball player. All the girls was around him at the table. And the other one was like, nah, we, we don't even have a chance. Like how he, how are we going to get his attention? And, you know, he got all those girls around him, blah, blah, blah. And mind you, they're women, but, you know, they're transgendered women. But at this point, you don't really know. You're just like, y'all prettier than those girls over there what y'all talking about but um old girl was like yo i'm about to send him about an ace of spade and he gonna remember me for the rest of the night he gonna he never gonna forget me and she did that joint next to you know they was in a relationship <laughs> it was crazy right and she was they was chilling hard they were together so um and she like was scamming like a boxer for his credit cards. She scammed a drug dealer. She scammed a basketball player. Like her friend was a scammer. Like I'm scamming these niggas. Fuck niggas get money. Right. And she was not one to be like, Oh, I'm transgender. She was like, I'm a woman. You want this pussy? Da, 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 da. She, that's how she carried it. And they, and the men loved her and they didn't question nothing about her or anything she did. They loved it. So then she met a very, successful white businessman that he was like an engineer architectural engineer did all types of stuff and had money so him and his brother had a company and you know flew them out on vacation and he was like so I'm saying to myself like oh man this is about to get terrible because you know you saw them scamming all these dudes in Atlanta you saw them scamming the basketball players the boxers like all these dudes like anyone you could think of rappers drug dealers like any type of dude you could think of, you know, especially in the black community, got him, they got him, you know what I'm saying? So now I'm like, and she said it, she was like, no cap, but we got to take our shit up. Like, I'm tired of these unpredictable dudes. Like, we got to take it up, you know, a notch now. And I will give it to that girl, um, Tina. Tina was all about her money. Miss Tina was not playing. She was like, we're going to take this up another notch. So she met some, um successful two successful brothers that were in business they were white and they flew them out like every scene after this you see tina getting a bag tina getting some diamonds tina getting a bracelet tina getting a necklace tina getting luxurious whatever popping off the dude was just bringing her everything so i'm like it just it's building you up like oh my god these niggas is about to kill them because they on vacation and they not even playing around like they just taking every gift they receiving yeah so i was like this is not gonna end well i'm watching it and at the same time though you know, just like with any movie, you're rooting for the main character, right? So you're seeing like, yes, they finally get an official, an official W. They're like really being treated like the women that they see themselves as, as they always see themselves as. They're being loved and doted on by these two men. Like the women, they want the whole entire world to perceive them as. So I was like, this is going to end bad. These white men is going to kill these black transgendered women next scene now no next scene it like the camera pans in you see the used condom well the open condom wrappers on the um nightstand and then you see tina and her boyfriend in the bed and he's like yo man you don't even know how happy you make me to know that i can be who i really am with you in private and have you as the most beautiful woman on my arm in public you don't even understand how much you mean to me. So just that conversation alone, and I'm just still paraphrasing that wasn't verbatim type of thing, but I was like, yes. Like, why did I get so excited and happy for them? I was like, yes, yes, yes. He really knows who she is, and he loves her for who she is, yes. And the girl was like, you could see she was kind of like shocked almost, like, yo, well, if I make you happy, 
that makes me happy. You know what I'm saying? Like type of thing. And it was just good from there. Next thing you know, they're on vacation, they're chilling. And you know, he proposes to her and she gets married. So I was like, nice, nice. And so that also kind of gave you the, um, the, the view of like, yo, you know, a lot of transgender women get married and live very happy lives with their husbands who know who they are and are comfortable within themselves to not only date a woman like that, but marry a woman like that and, and, and claim her as his own publicly. So, you know, that storyline was good to see in the show. Um, Celeste, which was more of the main character, her storyline was a little bit more complicated. Like I said, she had the drug dealer guy. He was amazing. I thought like for, for me, I feel like if it, it could have ended right there with them and that would have been perfect. But, um, the way her story ended, I definitely feel like it will be a part two. Maisha Miyasha. I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name. Do a part two. I, I like that movie. It was really dope. And I think that would be really cool to, to see a follow up to what happens with, um, Oh girl. Also, I feel like, um, it was a little bit more in, um, Celeste and Tina's past, but especially now Celeste past, I feel like something else could pop up that we wouldn't even see coming, you know? So I was like, yeah, let's, I would love to see that, you know? But, um, long story short, it was really, really good. It was really good. Um, you don't have to be from the LGBT community cause I am not, and I enjoyed it. Now, did I, did it lead with that? No, it didn't lead with that. So that's, it, it was a pleasant surprise, but I will say watch it because it will open your eyes because also just as a straight woman or, or a natural born woman, I don't know how we call ourselves, but you know, as the X chromosome that we are, I think it would shake them some perspectives up for us. Cause you'd be like, damn, here we are breaking our neck. We'd be crying over some of these dudes crying over them why you don't love me it's because she's pretty it's because she be doing this no it's because she got a little something extra that you don't got baby girl baby girl they got something that we don't and you know and i mean it's just interesting to see that you know to me i feel like love who you love but don't play with other people in the process you know like love who you love no one's gonna tell you not to but don't play with other people in the process and i think that this movie on both sides you know shows you that like love who you love be true to yourself but still play with people in the process you know because that's when shit get crazy um yeah because um I don't know it's just like one scenario of what happens when you don't tell people what you know that they were trans and one scenario of what happens when you do tell people that you are trans right and the repercussions from both. So it was really good and insightful in that regard. Now, is it like um, top quality? The but you know, it's a good budgeted movie, but um, it's not you know, it's not a silver screen movie. It's like a definitely made to video, made to DVD, made to streaming platform movie. But well put together. The soundtrack is dope, which I'm actually going to play the song that caught my ear off of it. From um, I'm gonna pull that back up real quick. And tell you who that is. It is um, Crown Bella, Flossie. So Flossie by Crown Bella. I, I actually um, don't remember the actual scene of the movie, but I really want to say it was like a lovemaking scene. And it was just like, I guess kind of like when she realized like, yo, it's about to be on. And this song came in. I was like, yo, this is like the perfect song. And I love drill. You know, if anyone knows me, if anyone is close to me right now they know that i you know i like drilling i like all types of um rap hip-hop boom bap trap um but i like drill i think drill's close to my heart because i feel like you know hear me out with this i feel like drill kind of originated with the caribbean people like i saw a lot of jungle music like ronnie size represent um a lot of english um artists in the 90s doing jungle music and jungle music is kind of like um those those drill drums like the do 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 boom with the heavy bass and just like the darkness to it I can't explain it but um I seen it evolve into drill right and now we have like UK drill Australian drill New York drill Chicago drill you know it's just I like it now is it the most positive music no <laughs> but I thought this was dope that they had a female MC Crown Bella. 
and her song Flossy appeared. And I was like, I just caught it because of the drill. So I love it. So I'm going to end this show with that today for y'all. And maybe that might be a little bit more incentive for you guys to check out the movie um, Secret Society. Total plug. Like, I don't even, you know, but you know me, I always bring, I always try to bring you guys um, interesting shows to watch, interesting movies to watch. Plus, there's a Juneteenth celebration. So I wanted to touch a little bit about that and let you know that I am rooting for everyone black. Y'all already know that, though. I'm on my Easter Ray shit. Y'all should know that. I just love, like, shout out to Easter Ray. They, like, you know, I was living vicariously through them wrapping up their final season of Insecure. Um, I was looking at um, just, I just love seeing black excellence, you know, black excellence all around, you know. And, um, yeah, so I feel like this movie, too, because Miyasha, Jamal Hill, they're, like, independent film directors. They have a lot of content, like, on BET, BET+. Plus, BT Her, Amazon Prime, you know, so definitely check them out. Miyasha's an author, you know, she, this story, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it is a story that was a novel, a, a, a successful novel for her that she converted into a book, you know, years later. And she said that um, she wanted to maintain the creative control. She had options and offers to have her book turned into a movie years ago into like a big film but she still wanted to maintain the creative control, so she went her route. So very impressive to see her and Jamal Hill, Miyasha and Jamal Hill do their thing and, you know, get this movie on Amazon Prime and in, in, in front of the people, you know what I'm saying? So just for that, Rooting for Everyone Black, go ahead and support that movie, Secret Society. Yeah, and I just think, like, it's a good, it's something good to watch, you know? You know what it puts me in the mind of? Did you remember um, years ago, I might be telling my age on this one, but there was a couple of movies, Kenya Moore was in it, and I can't even think of that guy, but he was like Shaza on um, Different World, but it was the Menage a Trois movies, and they did like a couple of series, like, you know, well, a couple of movies, like Menage a Trois, one, two, and three, I believe it was like three versions of it, but it's like Menage a Trois, it's just like that, where you could see it was like young independent filmmakers with a vision and they came through and just like menage a trois it was a very um at the time because i mean when i saw menage a trois like menage a trois was taboo and talking about it was you know like oh my god like still shock value there you know so a movie about a guy propositioning his wife to have a menage a trois with another woman for his birthday in a black community you know in in a black household it was interesting so it's the same type of thing it's the same type of you know shock value it gave me i would say of like you know wow and these girls are fucking pretty like pretty so i want to shout out another um and i don't even know like i don't i don't care like i don't know these people they're not paying me but i've been watching legendary on hbo max and i watched it because of megan the stallion i like megan the stallion um I won't give my, I won't go, I won't go into it why I like Megan Thee Stallion because, um, music wise, no, but other things wise, yes. So overall, my consensus, I like Megan Thee Stallion. So anyway, um, she's on the show and I was like, oh, Megan's on the show. I got to watch it, you know? So I watched season one, fell in love with the show and it's now season two came back around, fell in love with it again. And then I just fell in love. I fall in love with the judges, their characters, um, the different people that are competing in the contest, hearing their stories and, you know, legendary has a great way of putting a human spin on the LGBTQ community, you know, just like people see, you know, um, outside they're standing outside of your race and they made judgments about you know they're not black but they say oh but don't all black people like collard greens and you know you're like what you know and they'd be like oh you're gay don't all gay people do this like like no chill like you know so instead of putting a stereotype or, or you know just putting them all in one putting people in just one classified bubble you get to see the human side of people because they tell about their stories they tell about their struggles and why they're competing in the contest you know on legendary so um I don't know, Japanese Faces, which was Simone on Legendary. Beautiful. All I remember is one of the judges saying, I think it was Laud. He was always like, Simone's a pretty girl. Simone's, and he didn't lie. Simone's a pretty girl. Or Japanese Faces on Instagram, pretty girl. And watching this movie, all I could think about was Japanese Faces. Like, I know she was killing them in the game because, you know, she has a, she's in a relationship, a very nice relationship. So that's, you know, here or there. But I don't know, I just could see her easily playing the role in this movie or, you know what I'm saying, because I don't know, seeing these two characters, I thought of her like, wow, because they just look like 
women that you would see in the street and you're not going to think twice about it. You know, like they're women, like they're women. What? You know what I'm saying? Like you wouldn't even think twice about it. You probably would think twice because you're like, they are gorgeous. And you probably look twice around, you know what I'm saying? Like, it would, like as anyone would do when you see someone beautiful, you know? But, um, yeah, it was, it was interesting to see that. It was interesting to also see just the human spin on the movie, you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, show you how they got there, you know? So sometimes you'd be like, okay, some of those theories are right, you know? Like the traumatic childhood, stuff like that, you know? Show you how they became the person they are, you know? So it was interesting, but um, I'm going to leave you with that note because I don't want to be too, you know, give away all of the movie because trust me, honey, I didn't give you all of the deets on the movie. I didn't give, it was a lot of key pertinent pieces that I left out because I want you to go see it. Go support a, you know, a black independent film, Secret Society, Amazon Prime. Really good. Really, really good. Tell me, Asha, Colleen sent you. Tell Jamal Hill, Colleen sent you because it was a good movie. Um, Yeah. And I'm going to leave you with this soundtrack, Flossy by Crown Bella because, I, you know, was introduced to her off of this movie, you know, which is another thing that I like. I like a movie with a good soundtrack. That's just been in me since I've been a kid. Like, New Jack City, I think, probably was the first ones that did it for me just to go back way deep into my childhood and think of something. But you go see the movie, every song is banging, so you go home now and you want to find every song in that movie, right? That's how I felt about this one. I can't lie. I was like, damn. And besides um, that I caught, with my ear, like Trina from Miami was like, she has a song, you know, on this movie soundtrack besides Trina. I think a lot of the artists are relatively new and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I personally wasn't familiar with a lot of the artists, but I was pleasantly pleased with being introduced to these artists from the soundtrack. So once again, shout out to me, and Jamal Hill, because they did a good, a great job of curating some awesome actors, great storyline, Plus, they did a great job curating uh, the songs that to fit appropriately with each scene. Great, great job. So kudos to them. And guys, it's Juneteenth weekend. If you want to support, you know, and celebrate, you know, more black excellence and support, you know, black growth, you know, definitely check out Clean Eat Wings. Stream La Esmeralda while you're at the barbecue. Why not? Is available on Spotify, iTunes, Apple, iHeart, wherever. You know, go ahead and play some gongly videos because we are all celebrating and supporting everything black. And if you want a movie to watch, go ahead and check out Secret Society on Amazon Prime. I think that'd be really, really good. Um, Honestly, I even think like, you know, straight men could appreciate this movie too. Like seriously, like I don't think it's a thing that is so offensive and so, you know, like, oh my God, it's so graphic. It's It's done very tastefully. It's very high end to me, like the way the girls are living and just the way they, the way they executed the film. It's, it's nice. It's really nice. And the storylines behind it is, um, it needed to be told in, in my opinion, you know, it needed to be told. So good job there. And, um, I'm going to go ahead and start getting ready for my Juneteenth weekend. I just want to hit you all up before I head out into these streets. Yes, y'all. we be back in these streets, you know, little by little, but we getting back out. And um, in the meantime, you know, like I always say, if you like what I do, tell a friend. If you don't like it, tell a friend. It's not going to hurt me either way. And I always tell you guys, you got to love yourself before you love me because you can't love me if you don't love you, right? You know what I'm saying? Spread love. It's the Brooklyn way. Hey, even though I'm from the Bronx, but you know how we do. I don't know. I'm just extra hyped because I got um a lot of things that I'm looking forward to this weekend. And so, yeah, I'm sharing that excitement with you all. But um, until next week, y'all stay safe, stay blessed, and hit me up. Show me what y'all cooking for Juneteenth. If y'all talking, if y'all partaking, what's y'all menu looking like? Hit me up on Clean Eat Wings. You know, the questions that I had about my curiosity with the LGBT community is not for to you know offend anyone. I am not highly opinionated. I'm open and willing to learn. So hit me up, Clean Eat Wings, Gongoli MC, um, wherever she can talk to podcast or doe records doe underscore records or doe records.com wherever let's hit me up let's have a dialogue i would love to have um a member of the community on my show so we could talk and you know get some questions going like i love it you know what i'm saying and movies like this to me like um what i just talked about the secret society i think that should invite the compass the conversation and open dialogue between all you know it should, it's a conversation that needs to be had by all so anyway y'all let me know what y'all think if y'all watched the movie am i just 
overhyping it you know is it a whack movie and i'm just going in let me know you know what i'm saying because i'm also here for all opinions or um outlooks and perspectives but i personally feel it was a good job and you know everything behind it to know that they're independent they're you know young black couple i I, i'm with it you know what i'm saying i like the storyline i like everything about it also um i like the music so on that note i'm gonna leave y'all with um crown bella flossie total dope drill joint i found up on the movie soundtrack and um yeah y'all enjoy y'all we can stay safe you know what i'm saying and like i always tell y'all you know what i'm saying spread that love not hate always be great every day is a new day to be great all right all right y'all be tuned y'all stay safe tune in next time she can talk i'm clean and i'm out Mwah. love y'all hey Like me and Rod got away with another body this time. My gang, we bossy, we bougie, we flossy. We mobbing, we dangerous. They move and we crossing. That baby stay riding. My flow, my designer. Trippy, I ain't finna tell you how Rod got it. Don't get mad at me. I don't love him. I fuck him. I don't chase him. I duck him. I place him with another one hand to see. Kept calling me Nick, but my name was AB. He was all in my dick. He ain't no rap, taking all of your shit. Run up on you with the gun on my hip. I'm throwing shots. I ain't calling no hits. Want a five, but I ain't pleading no fifth. Bust down, ice all on my wrist. Shit is real for me to lie about this. Got the cold, but I ain't giving no hints. Nah, nigga, I ain't giving no hints. It's gonna cost you to live like this. You can't floss with a bitch like this. No, you ain't boss for a bitch like this. I work hard to be a bitch like this. Ever since I got back on my shit, I told Preem I ain't never gonna quit. I drop hits, I ain't never gonna miss. And I'm fly, so I ain't never gonna trip. In the mix, like pressing with chips. On the way, but I ain't pushing no ships. I'm the plug, I ain't busting no scripts. Got your main nigga filling my trip. We bougie, we flossy We mobbing, we dangerous They move when we crossing But baby, stay riding My flow, my designer Drippy, I got sauce Damn it, baby, be a boss Oh, hold up, hold up <laughs> He like the way that I dance He like the way that I move That nigga feeling the swag Nigga don't want me to lose I like the way that he eat it He tell me he love it It tastes like it's cool Bitch, I'm a thot Give me lit You know what to do He threw his hand in the air Put my hand on his dick. I told him, bust it, nigga, get it. And that's my dog. I do whatever he say. I'm with whatever he on. He with the gang. My gang, we bossy, we bougie, we flossy. We mobbing, we dangerous. They moving, we crossing. But baby, stay riding. My flow, my designer. Drippy, I got sauce. Damn it, baby.